obligated to say that every single time because it's just going to be a thing, right, Nathan? Yep. We're greeting you with welcome back every time. Welcome back. Uh, of course, that was Lady Loop again to get us started here at the uh, Hoops Temple podcast. Uh, if you have listened to the East Preview, then welcome to the West Preview. If you haven't listened to the East Preview yet, well, well then honestly, formally, welcome back and thank you for listening again. Um, We've got two I previews they, for you. Two previews. We figured, like, you know, the NBA is such, this is such like a big season that we need two segments to cover it all. I don't even know how we did it in one go uh, last year. Oh, easy. We just didn't talk excited. about the bad teams. Yeah, well, I mean, the bad teams, I mean, I, I well, they are bad for a reason. Yes. Um, and, but uh, anyway... This is the Western preview. Um, we're gonna basically what's gonna happen is we're gonna talk about all the teams, the bottom five, the two that are just gonna miss the playoffs, and then of course the eight teams that are gonna make the playoffs. Then we're gonna talk about how, who we think is going to win a title, be contenders, et cetera, et cetera. But this is the West, so common sense. If you're just a regular Garden Variety NBA fan, common sense will tell you. The teams that we're probably going to pick, um, of course. And fortunately, since we're doing the West, Nathan's not going to be able to talk about Giannis Antetokounmpo because he doesn't play in this conference. So this will be the only Antetokounmpo mention probably during the podcast. Um, At least I hope. What about when the Lakers trade Lonzo Ball for Antetokounmpo? (laughs) He dropped his first triple-double in Milwaukee. Those fans have seen him live. They know they want to get on this, this, uh, this ball train. I don't want to think about LeBron with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Because it like, scares that's you? That's just not... No, because it's not going it to be... You. It doesn't scare I'm not scared. Like, like I told you, the guy is like a long way away from like doing these things that see, you think see, he's going to do. See how I'm hijacking the pod already? It's going to be Giannis yes, Antetokounmpo pod. You're Antetokounmpoing it. I don't even know what Antetokounmpo means, but it just sounds like what you're doing right now. So let's get freaky, guys. Come on. Get that Giannis oh love. They need signs that say, let's oh. get freaky. Just, just everywhere. I, when he does, we will have a conversation. In fact, we'll have a whole, you know, we need, this is what we're going to do. We're going to have a Giannis podcast, and it's going to be a debate, and I want to give you every reason that Antetokounmpo is not good and won't live up to his potential, and you can argue for why, or I don't know, we'll figure it out, but we'll have an Antetokounmpo podcast, we can go deep dive on his family, deep dive on everything, and just, you know, does he have a brother? Two of them. Two of them? The elder one washed out, um, and the younger one just was the number 60th draft pick by Dallas. Okay. Um. Actually, but, all right. Western Conference preview. We've kind of grouped these teams up. Woo! Uh, we've got the bottom five. Which within the bottom five, there's kind of, well, yeah. There's they're they're the bottom five for a reason. Um. So the bottom five Absolutely. Teams, teams that we've got are the Sacramento Kings, the Phoenix Suns, Memphis Grizzlies. Los Angeles Clippers and Dallas Mavericks. Mark Cuban, baby. These are the 
will not sniff the playoffs, will probably not be in the running in um, any time past, say, December. You know, maybe they get off to a hot start, but by December, they, they've they already signed up for the lottery. Their GMs are booking in their uh, their. Hotels. I'm pretty sure the Clippers are already, like, they've got, they've got, got everything booked uh, for, like, they got, they did that last year. They have the next three, the next five years for the Clippers, just they have the lottery set, like all their plans, the hotels are booked. They even know the people that are going to be there. Poor Steve Ballmer. He needs to just move that team to Seattle. I mean, the LA does not need two teams, but we'll talk, we can also talk about that later in the pod. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're, um, we're in agreement here on the worst team. Um, sorry, Sacramento. You are the weakest link. Um,. But I, you know what, they're the weakest link. But I think that they would be a good buy on a team to surprise us uh, this year, maybe. Um, and they, not that they'll be out of the bottom five, but I think that they would be, you know, if they can get some things together. You know, I think if you're playing fantasy basketball, I definitely draft Bagley. He's going to be a stat monster. Um, they have a lot of young talent. They they're they're the Chicago of the West, I would say. I was a little bit worried um, about them in the preseason, um, just because they didn't start off starting Bagley. They were bringing them off the bench, and I thought that was a really weird move to be like, we've it's got a very the numbers bad move. It. Yeah, um, and, and their guards Fox and Heald, I watched them in the Lakers game, and they started off really good. They were hitting their shots, and then uh, they went to go play Golden State. And I forget if it was healed. I think it was healed. Was going under screens, guarding Clay Thompson. Like instead of chasing him off the three point line, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll just duck under this and let you have six feet of space." So, uh, I'm worried about uh, their consistency, but I think they've got talent. I think. But that's why I think that they're going to surprise. I will go right off consistency. The fact of the matter is that they consistently, like, they could get into, like, a little streak where they're, like, playing well. Yeah. I think they, like I said, I think they're going to win a few more games. There's just too much talent there. Um, and I think, I don't know. I just really like Bagley and De'Aaron Fox. And I think that they could do something to the tune of like twenty something, twenty one wins. <laughs> I mean, and that's, maybe maybe twenty maybe twenty five. You that's, know, that's not a terrible amount of wins. You know, twenty one, twenty two. They're they're not in the teens, but you know, if they had gotten twenty two, they'd be the second worst team last year. That actually, they got twenty seven last year. That uh, that was more than I was expecting. Yeah, I mean, you look at you look at this roster. Like again, we're gonna just I'm gonna draw. Comparisons to Chicago, in the sense that they did not like they have a whole bunch of talent. Like you look at this roster, just mm-hmm. full of like Ben McLemore. You have uh, that's that's Justin your Jackson. example of they've got a lot of talent. no 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 Ben McLemore. no 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 here listen I'm talking about just top picks top ten picks their their roster is littered with top ten picks yeah with Cully Stein yes Ben McLemore. Is still a top ten pick, even though he may not be a top ten talent. Um, I forget what year he was drafted and what draft class, but like he was good at Kansas. I mean, 
there's a difference between being good at Kansas and being good. I know, I know, I know, I know. But uh, what is it? One of my favorite uh, favorite guys uh, to ever play at Kansas. His name's uh, you remember this guy, Nick Nick Collison. Great in college, and actually had a not a terrible NBA career. Like he knew what he was, and he ended up like you know being a pretty solid ro- uh, rotational player. I'm pretty sure he's Kansas still product. With, I'm pretty sure he's still with Oklahoma, just riding. Probably. Like, he's just never going to retire. Just going to keep coming back on that veteran minimum. Why not? Yeah, uh, I just pulled it um, up up here. Macklemore was the 2013 draft. Headlined by Anthony Bennett. Then we have a little oh quarter. But four through nine is Cody Zeller, Alex Lynn, Nerlens Noel, Ben Macklemore, Contagious Caldwell-Pope, and Trey Burke. So that's the worst draft in NBA history. It's not good. Rounding out the lottery, you've got C.J. McCollum, uh, Michael Carter-Williams, Stephen Adams, Kelly Olynyk, and Shabazz Muhammad. Was Giannis in the 2013 draft? He was number 15. So it's produced one, two All-Stars. Two All-Stars? And not even, and I can't even say... Two all stars and what? Not even three rotational players that have of of, of note. And CJ McCollum. Oh, and also uh, Rudy Gobert at twenty seven. So, oh. all right. It's still like, I, don't know, I guess we'd have to literally line up. We can do that as an, on another podcast. If we're just, just line up looking draft at, by draft. If we're just looking at the lottery, it's got to be one of the worst lotteries. Because like Giannis at fifteen, Gobert at twenty seven saved that draft. But yeah, that's a terrible lottery. That's pretty wow. That is pretty horrible. All right, um, so King, Kings at the bottom, but we we like their talent. I'll watch their games. Yep, would definitely would definitely. I look, Kings are a very watchable team. I don't have them marked off as on as on my unwatchable list. Um, I have Dallas next as the second worst team, uh, in the uh, second the second worst in the bottom five. Um, See, Hoosier. I've got Dallas at the top of the bottom five. Um, I think adding. DeAndre Jordan is going to be a good stabilizing presence on their defense. Uh, I think having the secondary playmaker out there with Donkic, which and Dennis Smith Jr. will be really good. I actually think that there's an off chance that they make a playoff push. I just don't. I think that Dennis Smith still has a lot more growing to do to come before actually becoming a, a, a true leader. Donkic has never played in the NBA, and I think that that learning curve is going to be huge. He's never um, played in the NBA. I think He's the only reason... He, I think that, honestly, no, no. First of all, Nathan is lying to all of you. The only reason he thinks that Dallas is going to make a playoff run is because they have one player who's number 37. He went to Dayton. His name is Costas Antetokounmpo. <laughs> I did not see that one coming. Here comes Nathan's bias here again. And here we are again talking about Antetokounmpo. But it is Nathan... Who, I don't know. At this point, I'm. I, I didn't see that one. I, I didn't see that coming. That, that was out of left field. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I think. I think they've got got a lot of strengths. They've got two wings in, in uh, West Matthews and Harrison Barnes, who can provide solid rotation minutes. That is for playoff teams. Um, 
Dennis Smith no longer has to be the main distributor or point guard. He can focus on doing his athletic, pushing the tempo, or driving to the hole and let Dockage do more of the, the passing the ball or sharing. And then DeAndre Jordan's a good player. I think they've got five uh, solid starters. And then Dirk coming off the bench in the six-man role? Oh, like, no, I don't see them making the playoffs. If you told me they've made, if you got 35 to 38 wins, I'd, I'd say that's probably a good season for them. I think that... I think that basically... Barnes, first of all, I'm like looking at their roster right now, and it has like the money that they're making next to it, and it makes me very depressed. And Harrison Barnes is Harrison Barnes is the top earner on their team. Uh, it's disgusting, actually. Um, nothing against him, just like the you know, twenty four point one million. You know, West Matthews making eighteen, DeAndre Jordan's making. I think DeAndre Jordan should be making what what, what Harrison Barnes is making. Like yeah, but just like. The fact that the NBA is so thin at talent that therefore all the other players like get overpaid. Mm-hmm. Like there's not one all star on this team. No. And there's not even one top fifteen I mean, obviously there's not one top fifteen player, but there's just like not one player of note, not even a player that can make any kind of team. Maybe okay. all right, Doncic will probably make the rookie team, right? Yeah, Doncic will but, make all rookie. Um, Jordan is probably a top fifty. Uh, I think the, the yeah, Temple yeah. rankings, which should be out later today, have them in the mid forties or somewhere. But yeah, Th- they'll be a fun. It's a very watch. definitely. I think Doncic. Everyone's going to be interested to see how how he does and mm-hmm. how him and Dennis Smith play together. And of course, you know, I don't know if this is Dirk's last year. I don't know if that we will ever have a Dirk's last year. I feel like he's just like he's there. To Told they are competitive again. He wants to win a second championship, maybe. And I think I think they're definitely closer now than they were before they got Doncic. You know, uh, Dikembe Mutombo. They never quite knew his real age because he grew up in in Africa, and they're not really sure when he was born. But there are some people <laughs> who believe he's like he was like fifty when he was playing in the NBA. <laughs> because they they like do this tree planting ceremony or something where you know you plant a tree when you're born and when they cut the tree down it had like 50 something rings and you're supposed to only get one ring a year from the tree so they're like oh he's he's 50 he's not like 42 and yeah I, I could see Dirk just being like who's the oldest guy to ever play in the NBA alright I'm gonna go for that I'm just gonna be out here you know hit a couple of shots maybe play you know 10-15 minutes a night drop that down 5-6 minutes a night just still out there getting buckets. I mean, he could do it. He has the skill set. Like, he's seven feet tall. Like, he gets the ball. He still knows how to put the ball in the basket probably yeah. better than most of the league. Just he's just like, shoot. yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't gone to the Warriors yet. But I love his loyalty to the Dallas Mavericks and Cuban. And I'm sure Cuban's, like, cutting him some money on the side. Did you, like, uh, did you, do you listen to the J.J. Redick podcast at all? Of course not. So he, not. he just had Dirk <laughs> on there discussing career longevity. And part of it, he discussed his friendship with Mark Cuban. And Mark Cuban was, he invited Mark Cuban along with his bachelor party. And so Cuban was out there getting drunk with them. I'm on the bachelor party. I'm like, okay. Okay, so you, get, you guys got a friendship going on. Yeah. Um, 
Now, I do not listen to the Ginger Ray podcast just because I just don't. I can never like J.J. Reddick. Fair. Just can't. Fair. Always hold it. I don't know. I just can't. I just... Also, I did take a listen to a little bit of it, but his voice is not... I don't know. I just don't... Not as sweet, smooth, sexy as our too, voices? I think that he just is not interesting enough for me. Fair. Fair. I think there are other NBA players who, if they had a podcast, I'd be far more interested in listening to. But J.J. Reddick is not... He wouldn't even be in my... Top twenty. I listen to the Metal World Peace Rod podcast. Oh, and a second, I just it's like he's just not interesting. JJ Redick is a very like he's had a solid career. He's just like you know, I don't know, just there's nothing about him that. Yeah. You know, not to say he's like like I would definitely talk with him. Like if he came on our podcast, I feel like you know I would definitely ask him like oh you know there's he's definitely experienced some stuff. You know, he was the first Grayson Allen. Mm -hmm. You know. He was the first, you know, white dude that everybody hated at Duke, besides yeah. Christian. Well, after Christian Leitner, Christian Leitner was the first. So what you're saying but is, I, but he's but been I feel a like a long line I, of hated Duke players. Well, the the first hated Duke white player ever was Christian Leitner. Yeah, it's you know, and then you know after that it was JJ Redick, fair, and then Grayson Allen. But I think Grayson Allen has like supplanted. I mean, I do remember how much JJ Redick was actually hated. He really like was. it was pretty awful. Even you see, even now in 2018, I still just don't like. Still I have this like initial knee jerk reaction, be like, "Ugh, JJ Redick." Okay, but that's too much. Like, JJ. yeah. All right. Anyway, who who's your? So, you've got that Sacramento Dallas. Who's number three for your bottom? Um. Wait. Well, who's your number two for the bottom? My number two is Phoenix. Um, ah. This is interesting because I do not have them that low, even though Robert Sarver is like the, you know, quintessential loser, like in the, uh, as an owner, uh, at least since like Steve Nash left. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. he's just made terrible decisions. Mm -hmm. um, so I have the Clippers. You have the Clippers next? Man, that's really low on the Clippers. Dylan's not going to like that. Dylan's not going to appreciate that. Well, you know what? The, the Kiwi can have his opinion when we get him on here. The Kiwi can talk about like why the Clippers remodeled their jerseys so terribly. Okay. Um, so the reason why I got Phoenix all the way down there is Booker's out right now, um, which I just talent-wise, he, he is their best piece. Uh, I think Aiden will be good. Um, I think Aiden will actually start off strong. But they're a bad team. They're just... They still haven't figured out... I don't know, man. Issues. They gave Trevor Reza $15 million. Like, they gave Trevor Reza $15 million. They have Ryan Anderson for 20... Like, this team is going to win more... And Mikel Bridges, they're going to win more games than, than you think. Tyson Chandler's still there. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're, like, I don't know. They just see him. Aiton is going to, I think, he can maybe compel everyone else to play a little bit better. And maybe yeah. this is where we see Ariza improves his team by three wins. Just from his presence, perhaps. You know, I mean, he's got to have some kind of impact. I don't think it's going to be ginormous. But I think Ariza there with Tyson Chandler, Jamal Crawford just signed there. They're not going to, like, these, these signings don't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> I don't know why Crawford... Crawford should be competing for a title. 
Um, and it's a shame that he's not. But I think that Crawford, Ariza, Chandler, Bridges, Aiton, even Anderson, like they'll find a way to win a few more games. Crawford. Uh, Jamal Crawford, yes. Did Jamal Crawford sign there? Yes, Jamal Crawford just signed there, yes. When did he sign there? Uh, in the last day or so. Huh, missed that news. That's a, yeah. Okay, okay, that's an interesting pickup. All right. You know, and it, it might move them out of purgatory for you. It, it, it kind of does. Okay. He's a, he's, you know what, he's I'll a, move them up to a, number three. Thank you. Or not the number Clippers three. Clippers are worse than them. No, Memphis is worse than them. Anyway, I think that the Phoenix. I have Phoenix at the uh, at the at the top of my bottom five because I think they're they're. I don't know. I'm just hopeful, and right. they, they're going to be a lot of fun right, to fine. watch. I, I'll move them over the Clippers. I just think the Clippers are. I just the Clippers. I think the Clippers are. Why, why are you so anti Clippers? What What is your Clippers negativity? Besides my uniform bias. Okay. There's um, that. I just think that they. By the way, I want to apologize for my shot at Robert Sarver. He just hasn't done a good job as an owner. No, no, you don't need to apologize. You know, I, I don't want to, like... I mean, he's got billions. So he does, I, I'm, I'm a nobody. But, like, you just, like... Just he needs to put a better... Up. That was a smart move. But they need to start putting in a culture of winning. Like, you know what I mean? Just, like, like you've seen... They got a couple of good pieces. They've got a couple of really good pieces, and I think, I mean, I think this is the year we might see them. Yeah, I don't know. They just they, they're Igor. gonna be. They're gonna. They're gonna win a few more games than you think they're going to win. Their new coach is named Igor, so you know that'll be fun to have an Igor. Yeah, around the NBA. Definitely. Um, so wait, your next team was Memphis. My next team was Memphis. Um, okay. You know my MSU love for. Really, I don't like players while they're at MSU, but I really like them once they get from MSU to the NBA. Usually, I really like Jaron Jackson. I like him as a player, I and do. I like him as his son as a player. Wait. Oh yeah, this is Jaron Jackson Jr. I don't know Jaron yes, Jackson. Yes, Jaron Jackson. Jackson. Jaron like, Jackson Sr. was on the Spurs. Jaron Jackson was yeah. But anyway. Oof. You know, when I really look... I uh, know, it's true, though. At the same time, they're not going to be that terrible. I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to fit in well there. Um, the roster is definitely nothing really to look at. In fact... Gasol I mean, has looked really poor in the preseason. Um, you know, he's he's 34. It, it might be time to just say... All right. He'll actually turn 35 this season. No, no, he'll turn 34 this season. He's turning 34 this season, yeah. Yeah, turning 34. Um, they've brought in Anderson to try to plug the hole at the wing. Uh, and they've been starting Chandler Parsons over him. And Chandler Parsons isn't looking great. Like It's amazing to fall from grace for Chandler Parsons. Well, that's what injuries will do. He was like the guy, he was the guy that was recruiting, you know. Uh, who? Did he, oh, he was recruiting DeAndre Jordan, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, when he was on the Mavs. Like, you know, I mean. Like, he was a cool dude. Mm-hmm. And then he has just been an absolute trash ever since then. Yeah. 
The one thing that Memphis has going for them is they will refuse to bottom out. Their ownership has said, like, we struggle attracting fans. We can't go through a rebuild. So they will constantly look at making moves to get better. But I don't know why they didn't try to sign Crawford. I've always contested that. I've always, yeah, I've argued. I think I've definitely talked to you about this, about moving. When we went down to Nashville, I think Memphis should move to Nashville. Oh, I think Memphis is not. I'd love it. I'd be for it. Of course. They already have an arena there. Bridgestone's already there. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Titans are there. Like, why are you in Memphis? It's like, Predators what? are like, there. Yeah, Predators are there. Like, why are they in Memphis to begin? They struggle attracting fans. Like, you're always going to tr- struggle to attract fans, even when they're really competitive. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And the people from Memphis can drive down to, you know, That's like a three-hour drive. drive it's, it's a drive. Three-hour drives. Yeah. True, but like more people coming in out of Nashville than come to Memphis. That is true. And I, and I never understood the move of why they had the Grizzlies there. We went from Vancouver to Memphis of all cities. Um, I think that Nashville, you know, maybe down the line they can move there, be called the Tennessee Grizzlies or something like that. I don't know. They also need to change the name from the Grizzlies. Like it may, it has no. The reason, I mean, we know why they called them the Vancouver Grizzlies. It was a perfect name. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has no relevance where they are right now. I feel like there's got to be some sort of, like, vicious cat type thing that lives in in Tennessee. I don't know what it would be, like a bobcat or a puma or... I don't know. They could be the they could be the Memphis Bobcats or the Nashville Bobcats. That would even bring back the Bobcats. Yeah. You know, or, that would make more sense. I think we need an NBA team with some sort of snake name. Nah. No? You're not, not feeling snakes? Pythons? Yeah. Vipers? Yeah, the Nashville Vipers. Yeah, I think Florida would be make more sense for where snakes Fair. would be. Because it's like the actual swamp. Fair. But... I think Tennessee needs something more like... I don't know. Like, remember the WNBA team, the Cleveland Rockers? No. No. Right, well, I do. I, I really like the. W- I really loved the WNBA the first four years. Uh, it was there, and um, it existed. And the Cleveland Rockers, I thought the, the Nashville Rockers could be a great name for an NBA team that goes there. Go Rockers, go or something like that. Um, but right. hey, let let me give you the sale points for for the Clippers, because their bigs are bad. You're starting Gortat with Boban backing him up. Not exactly your best. Maybe Montrez Harrell gets some run there. Uh, Tobias Harris and Danilo Gallinari. Your forwards, it's okay. But the big selling point for the Clippers, the guards. They got Lou Williams from Pat Beverly. Avery Bradley. So, like, a, a good three-guard core mixing in and out. Shea Gildas-Alexander is their rookie. Uh, and then Jerome Robinson who has done nothing in the preseason. But Jerry West thinks this kid's got star potential. And I don't bet against Jerry West, ever. That's just just a rule of thumb. He's a BC product. I mean, you never know. Boston College, man. I've been to that campus. I've played on that court uh, a couple times. Yeah. Um, That would be... Hey... If he turns out to be a good player, he turns out to be a good player. I'm a fan of Sundarius Thornwell. 
Uh, I remember watching him play at South Carolina when they made their run. Um, and of course, Dana, of the, uh, I'm partial to the. Is he part of the Wild Thorns? Thornwells? The you know. Oh my gosh! Is that is the Wild Thornwells? Oh my lord! Um, oh, it's it's the Wild Thornberries, isn't it? Yes, the Wild Thornberries. Yes, that's what it is. But I was going to say I'm partial to Daniel Gallinari and Tobias Harris because he's well Gallinari because he's in like Tobias Harris because he's from Long Island, mm-hmm. where I'm also from, and as well as Wes Johnson, who I met when he was at Syracuse. And which is really cool. They've got Lukanba, Mute. Oh, they just have a lot of solid NBA players. It's uh, it's correction. It's Luke Richard Mba Mute. Um, he was on. He was on. I'm pretty sure he was on US, UCLA with Kevin Love. He was um, back in the day. University of California, yeah. Yeah, no, I pretty. I remember them making a run back, like, cause like he was in college the same time as like when Florida had just right after like Florida had won back to back championships with Joe Kim Noah, who's no longer a Nick. But anyway, Luke Richard Maba Mute. Um, like the, the again though, I just don't see anything. I don't see how this roster they have good. They'll have great guard play, or decent guard play. But mm-hmm. the guards, like who are they? The people that they're passing to, are not going to be able to make plays. That's fair. And Tobias will hit the so, shots. Gallo will hit shots, but they don't have anybody that can really be a, carry the team. Nope, they have no playmakers, and that is why they will. That's why I think they will be one of the worst teams this year. Um, you know, so I don't know. They they're they're the second like now that LeBron is here in the city like in LA like they're just I think that the, LeBron coming there is their first steps to getting moving getting out of town. You know, it's gonna suck because LA that's like an affordable basketball game. It's the only affordable yeah. basketball game in Los Angeles. That's yeah, like going to a Nets game instead of a Knicks game. Exactly. Just... If you just want to go see a, a, a game. Yeah, which, I mean, but I think that Balmer needs to move that team to Seattle. Um, I'll I will push for that. Um, LA does not need two two teams, and I think it's it's a shame that they do have two teams. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's that's probably enough time with the bottom five teams. Um, yes, absolutely. So, Let's move to our disappointing two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the heartbreak two. The heartbreak too. I, I've been going oh, back and forth on these um, for weeks, and then really this past week, well, since the Butler trade or trade demands, I've kind of moved Minnesota out. I'm like, okay, if you lose Butler, you're not making playoffs. Yep. Uh, and then I think they've they've just had too much going on this off season. Minnesota does not need that. Like, they're Minnesota for a reason. They don't need that much attention. No, you know no. what I mean. Like, even when KG was there, they weren't, like, making waves like this. Yeah. You know? And so, Minnesota's just, like, there, and then they, they like, they were competitive last year. But mm-hmm. with Butler, if Butler really stays there, they're not going to be good at all. No. Like, they're like, going to... I don't see how you can bring him back. Like, that's... This is a bad situation. The mix of personalities here. Derek Rose. <laughs> Derek Rose on the team. You got to... Taj. You have like the you have the Bulls of seven years ago, <laughs> Luol Deng, Jimmy Butler, they're, they're the Timberwolves, Timberwolves, 
active. I was like, okay, it's seven years later. Let me bring back all those players, and let's see if we can make this work. You know, Joe Noah oh just my got God, cut, this... so uh, they'll probably go yeah. try and sign Noah. Noah, I yeah, Noah is gonna be signed with the Wolves. That's definitely gonna happen. Maybe Kirk Heinrich um, comes out of retirement. Oh, that would be great. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Jeez, this roster is a mess. It, it's it's terrible. It's actually a mess. How do you? Who who would think this is a good idea? Tip it up. Holy mother of crap! Like this is a very bad roster. Yeah. And like the thing is, is you could trade, you could, you could trade Butler, and bring back a decent return that age-wise fits with Towns and Wiggins, and like I'm not sure that you really want to build around Wiggins, but you gave him that contract, so flip Wiggins, flip Wiggins, flip Butler, keep Towns and build around Towns. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna be able to flip Wiggins. Wiggins, Wiggins is not going to be he's not Anthony Bennett but he's not like I think Wiggins would be a better piece on like a like if Wiggins went to go play with LeBron now I think he'd be a good nice piece yeah with LeBron yeah it's it's a real shame that he got traded out he would have been a really nice fit with LeBron someone so athletic and like with that much potential um I think Wiggins would be one of the more disappointing number one picks we've had in, in the last 10 years Unfortunately, I mean Anthony Bennett takes the cake, but like as far as like good, but should be so much better. Like Bennett was even good. Like Wiggins is good, and like he just I think like most things, people just need to find their like right place, their right team. And I think Wiggins. Do you think we just ban Cleveland from getting number one picks? Like they got LeBron, then LeBron leaves them, and while LeBron's gone, they get Kyrie, who's like I'm out, going to Boston. They draft Wiggins. They draft Anthony Bennett. Like, let's just not let Cleveland have any more number one picks. It doesn't work out well for them. I I guess they got one championship out of it, but... That's one more championship than they had in the last 50 years, so... I'm just saying, you I think they'll take it. You've Um, gotten four number one picks in the past 15 years, and none of them are on your roster. I think it's a team culture problem, as always. Like, Cleveland, Minnesota... You know, even when KG was there, it just wasn't like, yeah, just seems to just be a dysfunction. You know, who drafts Johnny Flynn and Ricky Rubio? Over Steph Curry. They're still paying karma for that. They're still paying like like that move. You know, it's just so oh, I can't even I can't even with Minnesota. But this roster is a mess, and they're not making the postseason. Definitely yeah. not. They need to flip. Many pieces and just do a complete rebuild. If they've got to keep Wiggins, fine. But, like, town should be the center focal point. Bring in pieces that will complement him. him yeah. And build an offense around him. Like, you're... I mean, he's only 22, so you've got time. Yeah. But, like, don't jade him so that he wants to leave. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. I could see him doing that as well. Yeah, you um, got to get Butler out of there. Because um, he's just hurting in those young guys at this point. He's upset. They're upset. Let's just move them on. Oh, I completely forgot while we were on Memphis. Oh, yeah, the Mike Conley fact. Here's the Mike Conley fact. So, I was Wikipedia. I was in a wiki hole one day. And I came across the largest contract in sports. I don't think wiki hole is a, a, a phrase that we want to use. 
Fine, fine, fine. I was going, I was surfing Wikipedia, and I came across the largest sports contracts in history. Okay. And um, what's really cool now is that you're seeing more basketball players on there than mm-hmm. ever before. It's usually all baseball. Like, for instance, James Harden is a number seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is it? Russell Westbrook's number 14. Curry's 15. Um, and what else do we have over in the list? Blake Griffin's 23. <sighs> Ridiculous. Um, by the way, uh, it's the first terrible... It's the first player I've named that doesn't deserve to be on the list. Uh, but you know who's the other player after Blake Griffin? John Wall. At number 35, above Miguel Cabrera and Mike Trout, even, and Lillard, is Mike Connolly at number 35. Oh, yeah. For the largest contracts in the history of sports. When he signed that deal, it was the largest contract in the history of the NBA, which yep. is is never something that you necessarily want to say about, about a guy that knocks, doesn't make an all-star team. Nope. And it's crazy that he, Memphis, but just shows you what kind of position Memphis, like this is what it, this is what happens when you're in a city where you literally just need to keep, you're so desperate to keep anybody there that you have to overpay. Like you put yourself as a, at a disadvantage. At least you're already in a state that's like thriving and growing. Move to Nashville. That way you can, like, you don't have to overpay for Connolly. Mm-hmm. You can get other people who want to come there. You know, it's just, oh my gosh, it's it's frustrating. Anyway, where were we before that? Well, we were talking about Minnesota, um, right? I think we're pretty much done with Minnesota. So move, let's move go to our other... The other disappointing team, which I, I had them as my number six the past week. Then, um, unfortunately, DeJounte Murray hurts him out for the season. And I, I think that top nine, top ten in the West is just so deep that losing another guard is going to take the Spurs out of the playoffs. It's crazy. Uh, do we? Can we? Can you? Can we pull up when the last time they missed the playoffs was? Yeah, yeah. Let me uh, let me grab that. You know, this is like a, it's a crazy stat. Like so they. They missed it in 97, which was the semi-tank year where David Robinson was going to come back, and they're like, no, 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 just, just stay out um, for the last, like, 20 games because they, were, they weren't going to make the playoffs. They're like, we're just going to stay bad, and then they won, and the lottery got Duncan. Um, and so they, they made it for 21 straight years. Wow. So we're, we're safely predicting that this will be the first year in 21 years that they will not make the postseason. Actually, this is crazy. I've never looked this far back into their history, but counting their ABA days, they have missed the playoffs five times since 68. 67-68. And this is why they're able to stay in San Antonio, though, even though now that their population is well over a million. But, like, when you put out a consistent product like that, even though they're not the most exciting to watch... You know, they also have no competition in their market. Yeah. Okay. One year they did make the playoffs with a thirty-one and fifty-one record. How on earth? I mean, don't the Knicks wish they could do that? Oh my god. 
How is that a playoff team? What was the rest of the league like? I don't even. Um, I gotta look into this. This is 87, 88. Peter oh boy. God. Um, I wanted to ask you about how do you feel like what? How do you feel about DeMar DeRozan on this team, and what do you think he is going to? be able to do for this team. See, I think we're actually going to get the best DeMar DeRozan season. Kawhi, or not Kawhi, Pop. Pop knows how to work with mid-range shooters. You know, they've never been a big three-point shooting team. They weren't a big three-point shooting team last year. I actually expect they'll hit, they'll shoot more threes now that they're likely going to be starting Bryn Forbes and Bellinelli, which could be a blessing in disguise. You know, if if one of those two guys is starting next to DeRozan in the backcourt, it'll be a higher three-point shooting team than probably Murray would have been. So, but I, I don't know. I, I expect this to be a really good DeRozan season. I, I think they may still sneak into the playoffs. But right now I've got them on the outside looking in. Okay. And I agree, 100%. All right. Uh, this is just kind of like, I don't know, you look at the roster. Um, I think I would watch them a little bit for just to see how DeRozan does for a little bit, but I think generally it's going to be a pretty much a struggle bus. Mm-hmm. And I have them on my, along with Minnesota and the Clippers, as teams we've mentioned, that I deem them not very interesting to watch. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be a, a rough year in San Antonio. Yeah, and it's sad. I mean, poor Pop. You know, it just it's weird how we've seen this this dynasty kind of like Duncan. Colin Cowherd mentioned a lot that Duncan held everything together. Mm-hmm. And when he left, like things have been really. It was supposed to be handed off to Kawhi, who did not. Who I think the Spurs just mismanaged that relationship and they lost their other anchor. And now yeah. they've got no anchor. Yeah. It's Patty so Mills. They've lost their, they've, they've, look, they've lost their identity. That's really what it is. Yeah. Mills is um, the longest tenured spur at this point. That's wild. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's go and let's move into the playoffs. Okay. Let's um. Let's just. Who's your number eight? New Orleans. Same. Okay. I um. I think Anthony Davis is talented enough that he'll he'll be able to get them there, regardless of what his other help looks like. I think Holiday is is good. Um, with Miritich, they were a sixty win, or they were winning at sixty percent of their games. So I actually I, I'm not really expecting them to take a nosedive with losing Cousins and Rondo. But I, I do expect them to take a, a slight step back from being the sixth seed last year. They got Randall, Julia Okafor. I still don't understand why they signed these people. Like, why why they do the same exact thing that the Sixers did with this, like, backup of, like, plethora of, like, big men? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Like, why do like, Okafor always ends up on teams with other big men that he, I don't know. Yeah, it's not, not going to be able to supplant. No, go to the freaking Knicks, bro. We need you. <laughs> I really like him. He's a 15-8 and eight guy. I'm happy with that. You know what? Come to L.A. 
oh my gosh, he'll never play. He'll never see the floor. Um, maybe the Clippers, perhaps, but they need they have a gap. Uh, sure, he can go to the Clippers. They had money. I'm fine with that. I, I meant Lakers because we're going to play JaVale McGee a lot at center and not sure about that move, but... LeBron might play the four a bit. He's going to play the center a bit. Kuzma's going to play the center a bit. We don't have a backup center. Oh, boy. Yeah, that is, that is something. Um, I believe that the Pelicans will go as Davis goes and hopefully he can stay healthy and I think they'll make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but if he gets hurt, you know, that Minnesota or San Antonio will take their spot. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. So this is like these four, in fact, these middle two, like, you know, I have Portland as my number seven. I've got them as my seven as well. And I would say they could also very easily, injury or whatever, like these four teams are pretty much in the same spot as far as like where they are as teams and like mm-hmm. talent of roster and like they're not winning a championship but you know they might be able to win some games I also have New Orleans as an unwatchable squad because after Anthony Davis there's nobody on this roster that I will want to see I think they could play a really fun fast tempo um, I like Randall as a small ball five that bullies his way to the basket but they're going to be more fun to watch from a tempo and pace than any sort of individual player aspect. Well, I mean, I'm sure I will see them play my, I will watch them play my Knicks. Fair. You know, I may even try to go to that game. Um, All right, let's move to seven. Portland. We both have seven Portland. This is pretty crazy. Um, I feel like there's a lot more consensus in the West. Yeah. I mean, it's also maybe a little bit easier to figure out. The, we, I feel like we know what Portland is. We know Dame and CJ are going to gonna push them into the playoffs. Points. They're going to win regular season games. Because um, they will try harder than everybody else. Yeah. And I think they'll struggle when they get to the playoffs again. Yep. That is pretty much what's going to happen. I mean, they didn't really do much, many, many make many roster moves. Yeah, they lost um, Ed Davis and Shabazz Napier, but... Aside from that, it's pretty much the same team, and yeah, I mean the same. Like, did you, I would, I don't think Lillard's gonna like drop off. Uh, you mentioned that Lillard trade potentially for Lonzo, yeah. and I don't think it's gonna happen. But if it did, just, it would also. I mean, Lillard's making twenty-seven million dollars. I mean, we're we're gonna throw in KCP or something, but there, there's a chance that. Lillard says he's unhappy and, you know, tries to force his way. And I'd take I it. would think I would much rather see him in the, on the New York Knicks. Um, Ooh, I think that'd be fun. I think that would be the most fun. We we could surprise a lot of people. Would you give up Knox, Knox No, no. I would think we just trade future first and, like, I don't know. Oh, like, you're have to give I'd be willing to trade first. I wouldn't trade Knox for him because I think Knox, Lillard, and Porzingis as our core would be a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, him on the Knicks. Oh, he just, it would just be a marriage made in heaven. Like, just New York needs him. He wants to be loved and appreciated that he hasn't really, that something that 
you know, Portland really hasn't, like, I don't know, they haven't done more for him, and they, they, they need to. And he should have, he should have, with the numbers he's putting up, like, I just feel like he's been wasting away in Portland. And he's like a true star, and he can really reach that star potential in New York. Yeah, yeah. The magic of the Garden will bring him to like, holy crap! Like we, oh, we beat Boston because Lillard just just schooled like Kyrie and like, I would, shot it over him. I would trade Knox and a future first to bring in Lillard, um, provided Porzingis looks healthy. Like I want to see how Porzingis recovers. What if, if? And then we still have enough money for another piece. Yeah, yeah. Lillard, I think, in the Knicks would be a very happy marriage. And we would immediately, well, we'd be a playoff team for sure. And I could maybe vault us into the top five, depending on who we signed in the offseason. Top five for the East, at least, Mm -hmm. um, next year, depending on who we brought in assigned. Like, if we brought in, look, we brought in Damian Lillard and Jimmy Butler, and they both could stay healthy with Porzingis, and we lost Knox, I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, that's, That's a winning team. That's a winning team. That's a team that, like, with Fitzdale coaching, you know, we could put in enough pieces to make it work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was like, all right, we could definitely, like, we could, like, in the playoffs, it'd be tough to beat Boston, but I think we could handle Philly pretty easily. Yeah. yeah. It would vault, like, amazing. Like, just two players would vault us above Philly. Just show you just how far away Ben Simmons and Embiid are from, like, really contending. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, if you take two top 20 players and throw them on any mediocre to good team, like, yeah, you're going to vault up really well. you know. Yeah, but if I took Lillard and Butler and put them on the Magic, they still oh. wouldn't be oh, as be, good. They'd be good. You got Gordon out there oh, spacing God. the floor. They got Bamba and Vucevic down low. Oh, God. I don't think so. I don't believe that. But no, I'm, I'm in on I magic think, with them. But I think the Knicks, I mean, they should try to make a move for Lillard. Yeah. They should. If Lillard, like, he just, it would be better for the NBA. He yeah. he would love New York so much. Like, I mean, he's very well loved in Florida. It'd be so great. Yeah, that's true, too. But, like, again, that talent. Can we, that can we talent. get him and, can we get him and Oladipo together? either on the same team that also would be really fun like I just want to see Lillard on this I just want to see Lillard on this huge stage of New York the Knicks like Lillard on this stage like he's video game Dame like he's like he'll do it that that is the best nickname video game Dame you know yeah so um alright what do you got at 6 Portland 7 6 Denver Denver. Hey, man, we are good, good job, boss. High five. High five. There we go. Um. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been entranced by. You're you're on this Denver Nokia ever since now? I saw them. Of course, I saw the man play. I told you about this. Like, it just blew me away. Oh yeah. And I believe in I believe in them, and I think they have enough pieces, and I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to surprise everybody. And Isaiah Thomas is on this team. Like, they have enough. They have, like, and Isaiah, I'm guessing, is not starting, right? No, no, he's he's the spark plug off the bench. So, like, this team actually has a complete team. Like, you know what I mean? You have a second lineup with Millsap. Like, 
this team is this team is this team is the six seed right now. But if I mean I have Utah at five, but if mm-hmm. they slip up, if the Lakers slip up, even if the Thunder slip up, Portland could be in the top. It could be a four seed potentially. Um, like this is like we're now out of the bottom middling section. I think Portland is a really they have a really good roster. If their coach can get these pieces working and everyone stays healthy, this team they're not going to win a championship, but they are they're just they're fun. Yeah. And like athletic and just play a good brand of basketball. Yeah. Their bench is a bit hit or miss, but um, I've been taking a lot of stats from or taking a lot of notes, notes and stats that's from the uh, preseason games. And in their first preseason game, their bench scored 76 of their points. Willie Hernan and Gomez was five for eight from three. Like, you know, it, they have a bench that can play. They've got one of the probably the, the most complete five-man lineups. Like, Harris, Murray, Will Barton, Millsap, and Jokic. That's just, it's a solid five. There's not like a guy yeah. in there that I'm like, man... We gotta, we gotta find someone to replace him. Like, nope. Like it's just, it's a, it's a good group. And I'm also just like the wild card in all this is Porter Jr. Yeah, if if Porter and Isaiah are healthy or play okay, like like they are icing on the cake because they are good without those two. And if those yeah. two are good, if those pieces actually improve to like, the Nuggets are like. Oh. I'll be watching some Nuggets games this year yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Definitely. They are uh, the six, I guess, for both of us. Mm-hmm. All right. So here is where I feel like we are going to start disagreeing, right? And yep. we head into the five. I feel like we're. we're and gonna... I have. We're going to disagree probably. But we're going to. I'm sure we won't disagree with the top two teams. No. No. Who, who do you have at five? But uh, I have Utah. I've got LA. You see, the reason I have. LA at four and Utah at five is because of the LeBron James factor. Yeah, yeah. Has LeBron ever made the playoffs as a seed lower than four, like four? I don't even know if he has. Mm. Like, I just think they're gonna be a four seed. I just don't see LeBron is better than all of those other teams that we've mentioned, and I think the Lakers just get no lower than four. But Utah, who what do, you, what do you have Utah as? I've got Utah as number three. Wow. That is very high. So I I would put Oklahoma as number three. And I think Oklahoma is the third best team in the West. But Westbrook's going to miss a couple of games here in the beginning, which um, which I think is going to set them off behind. Roberson's out for the first month. I, I could see them getting off to a bit of a slow start, which regular season win total-wise is why I'm saying they will finish fourth, but probably be number three skill-wise. Okay. Fair. Those are you named some fair points. You know, I think. Um, they. Why do Why do you have the Jazz at three though? This is interesting. So the Jazz, I think, have great continuity factor. Um, I do have a bit of a worry. Same that I have with Oladipo is Mitchell is no longer a surprise. Teams are going to game plan more for Mitchell. But. They had some they had some decent injuries last year, uh, with Gobert missing a lot of time, Ricky Rubio in and out, uh, missing the playoffs. Dante Exum wasn't healthy to start the season. 
they're all fully healthy right now. They have no injury reports. Uh, they've got great internal development. Like all the guys that have grown up in the system have played really well and continued to progress. So it, I, I think if I have to just put money on a team or bet on a team, I don't have a worry about Utah. I'm not worried about put them imploding. I'm not worried about poor coaching. I think they're good. I think they're solid. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking. I mean, I'm definitely going to watch this team, and I think that Grayson Allen is going to be a pleasant surprise for this team. He'll be good out there. I think he's going to be a nice, pleasant surprise for Utah. Mm-hmm. I don't think he could have landed in a better spot. Um, so... Um, you said so then, yes, I have the Lakers as uh, my number four. Okay. Um, and then you have at four the Thunder. Yep, yep. Just just because uh, I, I think we're, we're both in agreement. You've got the Thunder at three, right? I have the Thunder at three, yes. So yeah. let's talk about the Thunder before we have our extended conversation about the Lakers. It might be that extended. Why would you think I'd want to It's not be that Lakers? extended. It's not like I'm wearing a Kobe Bryant jersey or anything right now. And Laker warm-ups. Um, and Laker pajamas. So. With my Laker pennant hanging behind me. <laughs> well, um, let's see. Thunder. So we have them missing a few games. Uh, you have Westbrook and Roberson missing a few games. Um, but you still have Stephen Adams and Paul George. And Paul George isn't good enough to win enough games. You know, I think it, um, I think if, if Westbrook misses the first couple of weeks of the season, which was supposed to be reevaluated to start the regular season, I think Paul George will, would be good enough to keep them in the hunt for the eighth seed. Like, Westbrook's just out all season. Uh, I think we forget that Paul George is a really good player. Yeah. I think you're going to see that when the, in the games that Westbrook misses. Mm-hmm. I think adding Schroeder is going to be going to be a big upgrade for them. Uh, you know, Nerlens Noel off the bench to back up Stephen Adams. He'll continue to provide defense, rim running. So uh, I like their pieces. I think they will be really good. I think they'll be a hard out in the playoffs. Yeah, and yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Um, I'm really curious to see how this all this all works out for them. Yeah. Um, especially, I think Carmelo being gone is going to be a really plus, big plus for them. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. They could be a team also that surprises, but I don't think they're winning a championship. No, no. But you know what? I you know in the in the good like I guess the silver lining with uh, George staying is that we're going to have George and Westbrook together yeah. for the next few years, and they're going to be fun to watch. Yeah, they're they're a good combo. Um, I like having another team that we can just count on being good for the next four or five years. And I think that there's something to be said about that. To be like, all right, I'm going to stay. We'll be good. We may not win a title, but you know what? If someone gets hurt, we can vault right up there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, Los Angeles. Not the Clippers. The Lakers. The Lonzo Ball Lakers. 
I don't, I've got lots of mixed feelings here. Um, I don't like seeing Rondo in a Lakers uniform from personal prejudice. Understandable. You know, he was, he was a Celtic, now he's a Laker. Feels weird. I don't like it. Um, Lance Stevenson is, is a interesting piece. JaVale McGee. I mean, we could legitimately put out a team of Rondo, Pope, McGee, Beasley, and Stevenson. And it's not a bad lineup. It's just it's a lot of players that I don't trust. I know, and then they got this player. They just added named James uh, LeBron, whatever. He didn't even go to college. Like I don't, I don't know if I really like. I don't even know if I trust him. You know what I mean? Like they're paying him. Like, they're paying him thirty-five million dollars a year. Like, couldn't that cap gone to like someone like Moritz Wagner? So uh, KCP. We have we have one Michael superstar. Beasley. We have one superstar that we can trust in LeBron, which is Lonzo Ball, and in Le- Lonzo, not LeBron. I, LeBron James, like he was like the first pick, like way back when, right? I don't even know who that guy is anymore. So and then we've got like six young guys, seven young guys, depending on how many of the the bench you really trust. But you know, I I, I think Ingram looks good. I've watched Ingram a couple of preseason games, and he's getting to the rim really well. Uh, the jump shot's not where I wanted it to be yet. Uh, <laughs> Ingram, I'm sorry, but I just don't have faith in Ingram just because he's 6'9", and he only weighs 12 more pounds than I do. <laughs> he's listed here at 6'9", 190. God. I'm one, I am, I am five, uh, I'm six foot 178. Like 5'11", three quarters, 178. Like, yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, imagine meeting Ingram in person, and just being like, "I can see right through you." Well, I mean, you know, Connor. He's, he couldn't even. He couldn't even be a paperweight. You, you know, Connor. You know my buddy Connor. Yeah, he's, he's like six eight, one ninety. Is he? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. I don't know. Ingram just seems seven. like. I, I feel like we keep giving him inches, but if he's if, like, he's just not, but. Ingram just looks like he's gonna get destroyed. Yeah. Like LeBron is six eight two fifty. He will eat him. Eat him. Fortunately, he doesn't have to play against him. But Ingram can't defend anybody. He's not gonna body anybody up. Yeah. No. It, like he needs to gain twenty pounds at least. Well, and they're they're talking about trying to play him at center a little bit, in the Kevin Durant fashion. Um, because the, the, Rob Plank has talked about he wants to go small ball. With like the four Laker young guys, uh, Hart, Ball, Kuzma, Ingram, and LeBron, and have Kuzma and Ingram play the five, or LeBron play the five, and I'm just like, man, spot minutes for that lineup, sure, but we don't have a center. Like, that's that's why I've got them at five. And I have faith in Mo Wagner. I could I could legitimately see them falling to six, um, Denver passing them easily, like. I think you're overestimating the importance of a center in basketball because of your hard, you know, old school ways. That you're overestimating the importance of a center in 2000. I feel like I'm overestimating having competent NBA players who's on a roster. Like, I guess LeBron's done it before, but I just feel like there there comes a point where you can't just carry nobodies. And, and None of these players are truly nobodies. I don't know if they are the players they were 
back then, but well, so he's got a bunch of guys that I think they're that were's, and he's got the will be's, but we don't have the nows. Well, if they do that Lonzo for Giannis Kuvo trade, then you don't have to worry about anything. I'll give up the whole roster for Giannis at this point. <laughs> you want England? You want Kuzma? Take him. I. I just think I think you guys are going to do a little bit better than you think. Um, I think just the uh, the aura of the Lakers has really changed. And the fact that, like, I don't know, you'll just, we'll have to see it play out. But I, my, my feeling is that they're going to do quite well. Um, and, like, they just have a lot of talent. And they have LeBron James, and he will figure out a way. Him and Luke Walton will figure out a way to make this talent work. Because the depth is fantastic. And... Yes, they don't have a backup center, which you're still crying about, but I think that, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think that um, they'll do quite well because, like, I don't know, just, like, you have Lonzo coming off the bench or Rondo coming off the bench, Josh Hart coming off the bench, Pope, Pope off the bench, Kuzma. There's just so, like, I just can't, I don't know. And LeBron also just makes people better, like, I don't know. I think that you, you're, you're, while your Lakers is definitely like a hodgepodge of like different things, I think that this mix of players with the best player in the NBA will be a di- like it's the one huge advantage that you have, and it will make all of this work. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm a very pessimistic Laker fan. Even when we were winning championships, I didn't believe that we'd win championships. Um, but we'll see. Well, a healthy dose of cynicism is important. But, uh, I don't know. Um, all right. So. Top two. Not, all right. This is easy. I mean, this is, like, so simple. Um, Houston Rockets, number one. <laughs> your face. That's what you have as number no, one? No, no, but your face. I know that's not good podcast, not good audio, but man, oh, oh, it just, that joke made it all worthwhile for me. This whole day is just better. Um, also, goal. I'm also in favor of us just not talking about the Warriors, just to disrespect them. Sure. And just end the podcast after this. We talk about the Rockets. We'll talk about, like, our MVP faves. Like, fuck them. Like, it's not, it's not even, they're not even worth talking. They get talked about so much. Let's not waste okay. our time okay. talking. We, in we fact, we really Golden haven't State. talked about them at all. We've been potting for like You know, we'll skip Golden today. State. We can, we can skip Golden State. Yeah, no. We're not even going to, you know what? I'm, we're not even going to give Golden State the respect that they have exactly. earned. Because it's just absurd. Yeah, like, why? I mean, we all know that DeMarcus so this Cousins is, is going to be. No, no, let's just not even, no, no, no. no just, nope. Call what I was trying nope. to do there. Let's talk about. Of course. Okay. So let's so, just talk about Houston. Houston, the big narrative coming in after the offseason was that they had missed their window. That, you know, losing Mbamute and losing uh, Ariza, it's going to hurt them. Yeah. You know, they've now wrapped it all up with Chris Paul for the next couple of years, um, Compella for the next couple of years, and, and Harden. And that's all they're going to have. 
Um, and there's a lot of knocks against Anthony coming in, Carmelo. But I'm just going to say, I think they're the big winner of the preseason because Carmelo adjusted to coming off the bench just fine. It's hitting yeah. set-up jumpers well. Um, Michael Carter-Williams is adapting to that Andre Iguodala, like, I'm going to be the one guy that doesn't shoot threes here role. Uh, and then James Ennis has been wonderful. He's been a great defensive wing for them. He's playing like Ariza did, and he's hitting open threes. He's at a better rate, you know? I really hope they win the championship. I actually, That's all I have to say. I, I made the joke. I really about, hope they do. I made the joke about them being, you know, the number one. Um, but there's a good chance they actually do have a better regular season record than Golden State. They did it last year. I, I think it's doable. I'm going to be starting to call. I'm going to be starting to re- uh, refer to Golden State as they who must not be named. Voldemort. Just call uh, Voldemort. You know what? Fear, what does they say? Fear of a name only increases fear of the thing itself. But I'm still, I still am fearful of them. And therefore, they will be the team that must not be named. Um, basically, uh, I hope that they're able, the Rockets are able to beat this team. Uh, I'm hoping that Carmelo turns it around. I have a lot of Carmelo hate because I feel like he destroyed the Knicks and took all of our money. Um, and I really can't blame that all on him, but I will blame a lot of things on him. But I think he's finally in a situation that he he like he always wanted to be the man, and I think he was disillusioned, uh, disillusioned, and so was the rest of New York, and so was the rest of the league into thinking that he was, you know, he's a he's a talent with B a B personality. And I think that he's no longer an A talent. But he may have changed personality-wise. Yes, to be more complimentary. And with Chris Paul there running the show, and Chris Paul is just, he knows he's the best. I mean, did you see him during the playoffs last year, man, before he got hurt? Yeah. He, he really is. He really is an unbelievable player. He, My he's, God. He's very LeBron-like in the fact that I keep expecting him to take a nosedive. I'm like, all right, you're getting older. You should start getting worse. And he's really he's prolonging his peak longer than I expected. It's unbelievable what he's been able to do. And so many injuries, so many bad. Like mm-hmm. he's like Chris Paul is a fucking Drew Brees of fucking basketball, <laughs> putting up all kinds of stats, so many obstacles. Yeah, not a big guy, and he just like he just does it. Yeah, and he's like. Chris Paul. Also, this is like the best situation he's ever been in. Absolutely. As well. And I think Daryl Morey gets it. D'Antoni. They just, this team is going to work. I hope that they can beat the, the team that must not be named. Um, I really hope so. I, I do not want to see another, even though like the team must not be named has a whole narrative of they want to win. This is their last season playing at Oracle Arena. And they want to win one for Oakland. Season. No, no, this is this last season because you, the, the like Chase Center the is opening like San Francisco. Well, they want to win one more for whatever Oakland, and I think I'm optimistically I'm hoping this is the last year this team is together. I that's uh, that's what everyone keeps saying. Um, I've got. I doubt. I 
I don't think they're gonna move. We we can't, we keep expecting these things to to change, but I don't think they are going to change. It doesn't make sense for anyone involved. So I've decided that I want to see them stick together. I want to see them try to do that six straight championship run. Cause like I don't know, I was thinking back on Jordan's career, and if Jordan had come back from retirement the first time, and said, "Okay, Chicago, that was nice, but I want to go somewhere else." And like, say he went to Charlotte because he's a big, big Charlotte guy. That's him and Larry Johnson, he's and they're a, trying to. He's make a North, well, he was raised there. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I wouldn't say he got three more championships in Charlotte, and the Bulls didn't get those three. I just don't know. How I feel the same way about Jordan, and I kind of want to see this Warriors team say, "We are one of the greatest teams in history, and here is our decade." Of dominance. Okay. That narrative would be very interesting. Yeah. I don't think LeBron would li- allow it to happen because we would see the rise of AD, LeBron, freaking. I don't even know. I mean, now that AD signed Ruby- with Lush, it's it's possible. Oh, that's the first move. These are like little subtle moves that they do. You know what I mean? What do, what do candidates do when they get ready to run for president? Oh, we're forming an exploratory committee to see if we're going to... Shut the fuck up. We're going to know you're going to fucking run. Like, don't, don't don't try to bullshit us. All right? So it's just kind of like... We know that this is the first move. He's forming his exploratory committee for seeing his options, even though his fucking agent is LeBron's best friend and... This the Lakers have the pieces to trade for him if they really want to, and like I don't know when he's gonna be a free agent or scheduled to be a free agent, but like two I don't more know, I'm sorry, I think that they'll trade like it will happen sooner than later, maybe maybe this season, um, maybe next season, um, but to pair them together, that would be the end of the Warriors. I'm sorry. Um, they're just no, they're, they don't have the pieces to guard either of these human beings and the, <laughs> thinking about this happening and the Lakers like I would just fuck fuck Magic Johnson fuck Rob Palenka if they could be able to pull this off um, but it'd be very awesome and I despise the Warriors and Kevin Durant and what they've been able to do and you know I mean look good for good for Joe Lacob good for all those guys they were right he was light years away ahead of everyone in what they were going to do they got lucky that the NBA expanded the salary cap ridiculously in one year in that one season yeah screwed as screwed as many teams as it did help the Warriors yeah but you know I don't know just I don't know. Just thinking about what you just proposed with them going for six straight years, it makes me upset. But I can see where that would be good for the league in the long run. I don't know if it's good for the league. I just think it's good for those players and their narrative of his people. And I want to see... I don't know. I I, I just want to see them go for it. I want to see them try. So, I don't know. I like seeing history made. But... Okay, uh, any West Coast MVP the uh, favorites for you? 
Um, if the Rockets take the one seed, maybe Chris Paul. Chris Paul over James Harden? Because um, I can see getting back to that. I can see Harden getting back to Harden, yeah. I also think... Potentially. Um, I think whoever I takes think, that third seed in the LeBron. West... Yeah, LeBron's good. But I really think whoever takes that third LeBron's seed in the good. West is going gonna, is gonna to have a good chance of getting it. You're, you usually have to be a top so three we're talking seed. about maybe like a Donovan Mitchell. I mean, if, if Utah gets there, Donovan Mitchell, um, I guess they're probably not going to give it to Westbrook if Oklahoma takes it. LeBron needs to be the three seed to get it. What about if Denver sneaks in there? God, if Denver sneaks in there and Jokic just destroys the league, wins MVP, that would be ridiculous. Jokic, baby, Jokic. It's all I guess about, really it's looking all at it, the Yokes. Really looking at it, the MVP's probably come from the East. Yeah. Like, if it's not LeBron, probably Kawhi is. It should be one of the favorites. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but uh, who do you have to make the finals? Um, Golden State. You know, not not a big shocker there. I think Houston. I think Houston and Golden State are the only two teams with a real shot at it. Yep, I'm, provided no injuries. Yeah. And I'm going to say, yeah, them, they're going to make it again. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with when they get that player that they signed, when, he, when that player comes off. You know, Hopefully that player will be more of a hurt than a, than a help. But whenever that player comes and they do their things and maybe this team from the Bay Area will be back right. to compete for another title. And then you'll see me as a Nick fan holding my tongue and hard, rooting hard for whoever comes out of the East, so, which will probably be Orlando. Do you... <laughs> I just... I gotta ask. Do you think Durant has a better chance of staying if they win or if they lose? I think that went out the window when he lost and signed with them, signed with them <laughs> three years ago. Um, it does... I don't think that that applies to conventional wisdom. I think the either way he's at like there's no. You don't think it matters win or lose. He's gonna do what he what he does. I think he should. I think he should leave. That way Thompson can stay and Curry and Thompson can play together for their whole career. Fair. If Durant stays, Tom, Thompson has to leave. Like they can't. Like I don't know. Thompson has to leave. Draymond maybe. Also, like they gotta get out of there. I like, mean, I don't know. Luke Walton's trying. Draymond it makes less. It makes less sense for Draymond to leave, but. Clay Thompson's not really. I don't know. I think that he could go to L.A., which would be fun. Yeah. Or he could go to New York, which would be even more fun if he went to New York. I'll take him in L.A. Oh my gosh! Give me, give me, give me Lillard and Clay with Knox and 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 Chris Stapps. Are you, are you saying you don't want Jimmy buckets? I want Clay Thompson over Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Yeah. I would too. I think. I think Clay Thompson's a better player. I think Butler's a better player. I think we like. I'd rather have Clay. I don't know, but does that make him? Does that make the you can't Butler can't be a better player if you'd rather have Clay? 
I think Clay would fit in better with stars. Like, if I had to take one and then pair with four average Joes, Butler's a better player. If I need someone to fit in and play a role and, like, help nurture young guys, I I take Clay. I think situations do matter. Like, if you were to toss either of them, if you were to toss either of them on Atlanta, Butler will make that team better than Clay would this season. Fair, fair, fair. Fair. That was a good example. Um, but I think we've I, I think we've covered it. We've done both. Yeah, we have. East and West. In this three hours of podcasting. Oh my gosh, I'm so tired. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we did it. Oh god. Oh man. Good job, us. Um, good job for us. Wow, pat on the back. Um, yeah, we did it, and we have finished our preview. Uh, I guess finally, like the the kind of the last basic thing is like who wins the championship? Golden State. I'm gonna say Boston. You're gonna say Boston. Surprises us at wins the championship. I want Boston. Yes. I can't say I want Boston to win because I need LA to catch them in championships so, slash surpass them. But I do like their I do like their team. I I say Boston wins the title if the Lakers make a huge move and acquire someone ridiculous. They also could maybe win the title this year. I don't think it's going no. to happen. No, it's not happening. But it would also, it's a weird prospect for me to understand that for the first time in some people's lives, that LeBron James will not be in an NBA final. Yeah. That's, yeah. People have been a lot, people are in, like, were born or in, like, third grade and have never seen an NBA finals not featuring LeBron James. Did you, um, did you ever watch the Between Two Ferns? Uh, with Zach Galifianakis and Hillary Clinton. No, that seems very wow. So that seems really interesting. He, he's interviewing her and he asks her first, you know, well, how would it be to be the first female president? She starts talking about how great and how inspiring it is, and then she's like, you know, there's another population, subset of the population, the the much younger crowd, to whom you'd be the first white president. You know, we're talking we're talking the seven and under. <laughs> oh man, that's uh, that's hilarious. That's 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 a. Oh man, that's what this finals will comparison. be. Is is you know the first first finals without LeBron for that seven and under crowd. Yep, he literally has dominated. He served two presidents. He served back to back terms as president of the NBA, oh. and now. He is, uh, he's reached his term limit, and like Putin, now he has to wait four years before he can become president again, because the NBA is Russia. <laughs> All right, on that note, let's bring in Lady Lou, and let's get out of here. Yes, yes, guys, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week with some uh, first week observations and any news that accumulates. Right. But uh, anyway, check us out on Twitter. Hoopstemple.com at Hoopstemple. I'm on Twitter, Richard Allen Blue at Pat's Next Mets. Alrighty. Nathan's at Nathan uh, Nathan S127 on Twitter. And um, yeah, let's have a wonderful NBA season. And let's go the next tank. Here's the tank. Alrighty. Here's the tanking. Alrighty. So we'll see you next week.